Blog Talk Radio. Oh, in love, 
Take it all away, take it all away till all that's left is you. Turn the sunlight down from heaven. Search me, search me. I'm open, I'm open. Search me, search me. Search me, search me. You're the only one qualified. You're the only one qualified. Cause you made me, you made me. Cause you made me.
Father God, I thank you for tonight, God. I thank you for everybody that's gathered here tonight, God, to hear this word, God. I pray that the right woman, God, has tuned in. I trust, God, that you're leading the right women here tonight, Lord God, so that they they can hear this word. I know this word is especially geared toward women, young women, but me and if you're listening, that's fine, too. I pray that something will be said to bless everybody, God. But especially on tonight, God, I pray over the women, God. Let them open their ears and hear what you're trying to say to them, to the young women, especially on tonight, God. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for this word. I thank you for the revelation, God. Now I ask that you give me the strength, Lord God, the zeal, Lord God, the force to bring this message across the way that you would want it to be brought. Your name, make it the glory. In the name of Jesus. To God be the glory. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Let's get right into it for tonight. Tonight's message is entitled, Woman to Woman. Again, tonight's message is entitled, Woman to Woman. In this message, I will be taking the time to impart some of the wisdom of my years. So hopefully you as a younger woman won't make the same mistakes I made. And as a foundational text, I would like to use Luke chapter 2, verses 36 to 38. The foundational text again is Luke chapter 2, verses 36 to 38 from the NIV. This scripture is taken from when Jesus when Jesus as a baby was presented in the temple. Simeon had some good words of blessing, speak about the child, about Jesus. And then the foundational text says, there was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Peniel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up on them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child. She spoke about Jesus to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Again, that's Luke chapter 2, verses 36 through 38. And I know somebody said, Prophet says what this got to do with the title. You'll see this. I'm going somewhere. You'll see. There was Luke chapter 2, verses 36 to 38 from the NIV. Now, what I love about Prophetess Anna is her consistency in God. What I love about Prophetess Anna is her consistency in God, no matter what. When she was single, she served God. Look at the text real good. When she was single, she served God. For the seven years she was married, she served God. And then when she became a widow, she served God still for the rest of her days. When she was single, she served God. For the seven years that she was married, she served God. And then when she became a widow, she served God still for the rest of her days. She served God. She never felt like she had to choose one part of her life over the other. She never felt like she had to choose one part of her life over the other. She remained consistent in God, meaning there was never a time 
when she was in and out of God. There was never a time when she was scrattled the fence trying to serve two masters. However, I've seen a lot of a lot of a lot of this in younger Christian women. I've seen a lot of this in younger Christian women. As long as the relationship was going good, they stopped coming to church. But the moment you could tell when trouble hit their relationship, they were back at the church looking for God. Oh, uh, when things were good, you know, when things were good, they didn't need God. They stopped coming to church. But the moment trouble hit their relationship, you can tell when trouble hit their house, when trouble hit their relationship, they were back at the church looking for God. When before, they seemed to have no need for God at all. It was all about their mate, all about that man of theirs. A word of wisdom, because that's what I'm here to do on tonight, impart my wisdom. Of over the years into some young woman, a word of wisdom. Don't you know by putting your man, putting your husband ahead of God, it's the same as making him an idol. Don't you know by putting your man, putting your husband ahead of God, it's the same as making him an idol. It's the same as making him a false god. And the Bible speaks of tearing down, burning. Destroying idols in scripture. For example, Deuteronomy 7, verses 5 through 6 from the NRV makes it clear, saying, This is what you ought to do to them. Break down their altars, smash their sacred stones, cut down their Asherah poles, and burn their idols, and burn their idols in the fire. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people, his treasure possession. Again, that's Deuteronomy 7, 5 to 6 from the NIV. You are God's treasure possession. Hear me, you are God's treasure possession. And you wonder why your house is out of order. And you wonder why your house is out of order. You wonder why that man can't keep a job. Look at the terrible terrible position you put him in. You wonder why your house is out of order. You wonder why that man can't keep a job. You need to stop and think about it. Look at that terrible at the terrible position you put him in unknowingly. Putting him ahead of God in your life. You put him in a terrible position when you put him unknowingly ahead of God in your life. And because of that your house is out of order. Because of that, he can't keep a job. Things are literally being destroyed before your eyes. God is a jealous God. Don't act surprised. He told you that in Scripture. He's a jealous God. Deuteronomy 6 and 15. Check it out. Deuteronomy 6 and 15, NIV. Looking over all my years thus far as a Christian woman, I have literally spent, spent more years saved but outside of the church. That's right, saved, but outside of the church than actually being in the building, in the physical building of a church. So what am I saying? A young woman, it's not about the building. It's not about the building, the public display. But it's about what you're building with God in private. It's not about the building, the public display. 
because anybody can pretend in public. It's not about the public display, but it's about what you're building with God privately. It should be consistent. That's what was consistent about Prophetess Anna, what she was building with God privately. It was consistent, no matter how her life changed. She went from single to married to being a widow. Her life just kept changing, but she she still served God. She was consistent, and that's what it's about, building something in private that's consistent with God. Do the work at home to make sure your relationship with God is strong. Somebody do the work at home to make sure your relationship with God is strong. Whether you're married, widowed, divorced, separated, or single, it shouldn't matter. Because somebody, because somebody, he's not just God when you know you need him. He's not just God when you know you need him. He's God when you think you don't. How about that? He's not just God when you know that you need him. He's God when you think you don't. He don't change. He's consistent in his personality. He's God when you know you need him, and he's God when you think you don't. Remember this, woman to woman. Remember this, is woman to woman. But men, as I said in the opening, feel free to listen in too. Now the question was asked about single young women in the church. Now the question was asked about single young women in the church. Somebody said, how do you not care? What others think? There was one question. The other question was, how do you maintain your self-respect, your dignity? How do you maintain your self-respect, your dignity? And the last question was, how do you stay encouraged? Starting with the first question, as a single woman in the church, how do you not care what others think? Here's my answer. As soon as you realize that what a person thinks of you, thinks about something you said or did, when you realize that what that person thinks about something you said or did is nothing more than just their opinion, and that every opinion, no matter whose opinion it is, every opinion has the right to a second opinion. Every every opinion has the right to a second opinion. And that second option It's always God's opinion. And let that second option always be, it goes like this. They think this and that about you. But God says, hear what God says. But God says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. There's Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13 from the New King James. Once you really meditate on that word and you let it sink in that God really thinks about you, God has thoughts towards you where you where you are concerned and they're good thoughts. Once you realize that you are capable of praying, once you realize that you are capable of praying to God, not your mother, not your grandmother, your woman, not your mother, not your grandmother, because they're older, but you. And he will hear your prayer based on that scripture 
you are capable of praying to God, and he we hear your prayer. Again, it's Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, New King James. You are capable of praying to God, and he will hear your prayer. Once you realize that, once you realize that and you realize that you serve a God that you can seek and find and he does not play hide and go seek, once you meditate on that, once you let that really sink in, I mean really, really, really sink in, get in your head, get in your spirit, really let it sink in. Once you realize that you have a voice that can be heard in God, you have a voice that can be heard in God. Once you realize that you won't care so much about what others think. Hear me, you won't care so much about what others think or waste your time trying to please them. You won't care so much about what others think or waste your time trying to please them. What did the Apostle Paul say? say? We're going to pull him in on this conversation tonight. What did the Apostle Paul say? He said, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or am I trying to please people? If I was still trying to, if I was still, he said that as though there was a time when he was a people pleaser, but now these have changed. If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. This Galatians 1.10 from the NIV. Beloved, you can't please people. You cannot please people, and you can't give in to caring so much about what they think. And you can't give in to caring so much about what they think. My mother used to have a bad habit of telling me, Stacy, you don't care about anything. That's not true. That is not true. But over the years, I have learned to choose what I care about. Now, that may sound strange to somebody, but over the years, I have learned to choose what I care about and to let people think whatever they want about me. I have learned over the years to choose what I care about and let people think whatever they want to think about me. Maybe there have been times when I should have set the record straight. I'm quite sure there have been some times when I should have opened my mouth and set the the record change, but I didn't. That's because I walk in a level of peace at 48. That's because I walk in a level of peace at 48 years old that I didn't have, young woman, at your age. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures your heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. That's Philippians 4 and 7 from the Amplified. He says that not, will it, not, not that it will be yours, but it is yours. That peace, it is yours. Young woman, meditate on the word. Let it sink in. And God will give you a peace that reassures your heart. And God will give you a peace that reassures your heart, no matter what's been said or thought about you. The peace of God is real, y'all. That I know for sure. I know that the peace of God is real. I know it is. On to the second question that was asked. Somebody asked, How do you maintain your self-respect and dignity as a young single woman in the church? My answer, believe it or not, a lot of hookups happen in the church. And I've seen a lot of heartbreak occur for the young ladies that allow themselves 
to get emotionally involved, to allow all to, to allow that to happen, they end up getting heartbroken. But to avoid all of that and still have your self-respect and be respected by others as well as have your dignity unwavered, let me let me tell you how to do that. It's all in the way you carry yourself. That may seem like an old-school answer, old-fashioned answer, something that your grandmother would tell you. Baby, it's all in the way you carry yourself. But it is. It's all in the way you carry yourself. If you come into church focused, meaning you know the church is not a social club, it's not a nightclub or a dating site, but you come dressed appropriately with nothing showing there would be a distraction to others or cause unnecessary attention to yourself because that's not what you're there for. If you do your best, if you do your best to come in there right to the best of your ability and you come with your mind focused on Jesus, ready to receive a word from the Lord and not some man's phone number. You know how y'all do. And not some man's phone number. Your self-respect, your dignity will remain intact because you didn't lower your standards. You will be proud of yourself. If you can get through the service, focus, because the devil will try you. You will be proud of yourself. If you can get through the service, focus on Jesus, there to receive a word like you should be. You will be proud of yourself, proud that you didn't lower your standards to have a man. But you stayed focused. But you stayed focused. Remember that it was only when Peter took his eyes off Jesus that he started feeling the effects of the wind and the waves and started feeling like he was drowning. It, remember, it was only when Peter took his eyes off Jesus that he started feeling the effects of the wind and the waves and started feeling like he was going to drown. Before he took his eyes off Jesus, those feelings were under control. Think about it. Before he took his eyes off Jesus, he was walking on the water just fine, and all those feelings was under control. You'll find that story in Matthew 14. Keep your eyes on Jesus, and your feelings will stay under control. Because that's all it is, your flesh, your feelings. Keep your eyes on Jesus, and your feelings will stay under control. Your self-respect, dignity, and all will remain intact if you wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. And know that just because a man is in the church, that does not mean that man is in God. And know that just because a man is in the church, that does not mean that man is in God. Anybody can come in the church and sit down. That does not mean that man is in God. That just means he's sitting in a seat. That just means he's standing up, praising what looks like praising. But you don't know who he's praising. So be careful with that. Just because he's in the church don't mean he's in God. Or if you're in the workplace, you come focused, ready to know what you need to know for that day on your job. Get the information you need to do your job, and then you do your job, what you get paid to do. You come ready to do your job and nothing else. Your self-respect, your dignity will remain intact. 
because people are looking at how you carry yourself. Again, people are looking at how you carry yourself. Then once they see how well you carry yourself as a young woman, when they see how well you carry yourself, their attitude towards you will adjust. The saying is true, beloved, the saying is true. You teach people how to treat you. Every day of your life, people are watching you, watching how you carry yourself, and you and you teach them how to treat you. You teach them how to treat you by the way you carry yourself before them. Last question. Somebody asked, how do you stay encouraged as a young single woman or just a young woman in general? Again, these these wisdom nuggets that I'm dropping on tonight can't apply to anybody. But I was told to speak woman to woman. But basically anybody can take this and it'll work. I know it'll work. I'm a living witness that it'll work. The last question, how do you stay encouraged as a single young woman or just a young woman in general? You're going to get tired of me saying this, but I'm going to say it again. Know the words and talk to yourself according to what the word says about you. Know the word and talk to yourself. That's right. Ain't nothing wrong with talking to yourself. Talk to yourself according to what the word says about you. The word says you are the apple of God's eye. Psalms 17 and 8. The word says you are chosen. John 15 and 16. The word says you are royalty. 1 Peter 2 and 9. The word says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Philippians 4 and 13. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Get you a translation that you can understand. I recommend that you put the U version up on your phone, on your tablet, on your whatever you got. Put it on there. And it has all, all kind of versions on there. Find something that you can understand and ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you from there. All of that being said, let's pray. Father God, give every young woman under the sound of my voice strength like like Samson inwardly and wisdom like Solomon outwardly. Give them all an unquenchable thirst for your word. Let there be peace in them, peace around them, peace of God flow in their lives, peace of God flow in their lives. Teach them how and when to care and when to let people think whatever they want. In Jesus' name, amen. This concludes tonight's message. This concludes tonight's message. I hope I helped somebody, some young woman, some old woman, some young man, some old man, because as I said, these principles are work, work for anybody. But I was specifically told to talk woman to woman. That's why the message is entitled Woman to Woman. A uh, change is being made. Hear me. A change is being made because prolificify your deals deals with real issues. I feel a lot of you would prefer to talk to me in private and not on the air. And sometimes when I put people on the air and they begin to tell me what they need to tell me to pray about, I can feel in my spirit that they want to say so much more, but because they're on the air, they don't. So a change is being made. A change is being made, as I said. I will no longer be opening the phone line publicly on Polygon Fire. Therefore, take note of this information. If you need prayer or Bible-based consultation, we're going to do it in private from now on. Call or text 865-408-8690. 865-408-8690. 
408-8690 or email prolificfire at gmail.com. That's prolificfire at gmail.com. And if you miss the number because I went too fast or whatever, you miss the number, I'm going to do it one more time. 865, the number, the call or text is 865-408-8690 or email prolificfire at gmail.com. But if you still miss the number, don't worry. I will post it immediately following tonight's service on all my social media sites. So wherever you're following me, following me at it, if it's on Twitter, Instagram, or one of my Facebook pages, it will be there. Just look for it, screenshot it, and give me a call. I look forward to talking to you one-on-one and ministering to you as the Holy Spirit leads. Now, other announcements. If you need this ministry, PayPal, PayPal info or Cash App info, you can access the PayPal by going to paypal.me slash prolificfire. That's paypal.me slash prolificfire. The cash app is this ministry's name, of course. It's a dollar symbol and prolific fire. The P and prolific is capital. The F and price capital written all together, prolific fire. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at prolificfire on Instagram at Prophet Stacy. It's the prolificfire ministry Facebook page. Also, check out prolificfire.com. You can donate. You can send in your prayer requests privately. It'll come right to my phone, to my email, if you go to prolificfire.com. Also, sponsor a child with me through World Vision. I sponsor eight wonderful, beautiful children. And, no, I'm not asking you to make that type of commitment. But I'm asking you to reach out to one child that's in need of you. That's in need of you because I'm also a World Vision Child Ambassador. So if you would like to connect with a child overseas that needs you to provide food, water, food, water, and education clothes for them, and just start a relationship with them and leave a lasting impression on a child's life to be a blessing to a child because many of you have been blessed to be a blessing. That's what the Bible says. You're blessed to be a blessing. Giving and shall be given unto you. So if that's touching you, reaching you any kind of way, and that's what you want to do, reach out to me at the number that I gave earlier. It's some information on the website, but I think it would be better if we talk. So just call me, and we can talk about it, and I can hook you up with a perfect child for you. Maybe you you would like a child that has your same birthday. The last child I sponsored actually has my birthday, and that's special to me. So maybe you would like to do something like that. Give me a call, and I'll see what I can do to accommodate you and to bless a child's life in the process. If you don't reach out to me tonight, tomorrow, or next week or whenever, you still have another opportunity to join us right here on Faith on the Line with Prophetess Pay for prayer and encouragement. Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, by calling the same number that many of you called tonight. Thank you, 347-426-3782. The number is 347-426-3782. Your prayer request will be taken then, too, so call in. And, yes, for Friday night on Faith on the Line, the prayer line will be open. The, the, it would be open. It's just going to be closed on prolific fire because prolific fire deals with real issues, and then the people get on there, and I feel like they want to say that they can relate to the message, but they don't want everybody to know that it was for them, and they don't really want everybody to know what they're going through, and that's understandable. So I decided to make that part private. So just reach out to me. But if you don't mind having your prayer request live on there, join my sister in ministry, Prophetess Pate. Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, 
Or if you get your prayer request in, or maybe right now you don't have a prayer request, still come, call in, and sit in the atmosphere. You're still going to get blessed because God always shows up there in the midst. It's a powerful time in the Lord. Then join me back here on Prolific Fire, same night, time, and place for, for another message from the Lord. I don't know what it's going to be yet. We shall see what the Lord downloads via his Holy Spirit. Just tune back in. Tune back in. Everybody, this concludes tonight's service. service. Everybody have a blessed, wonderful night in the Lord. I'm out. You can hang up already. That's fine. It's going to take me a minute to hang up because I got to log back in. <laughs>